So we have been in a, in a, in a bit of a series um, this last few weeks, um, and, and we have chosen to use the same scripture over four weeks that we might just dive deep into what God might be saying to us in the passage of Exodus. And, and for the students in the room, I know that you guys haven't been in here, but I want you to see something just really cool. And actually, for the adults in the room and at home, I want you guys to see something really cool as well. What God does in our midst um, that continues to keep us on track together. And I, I'll point it out very clearly. We've been in Exodus 19, right? Exodus 19 is the moment before God gives the Ten Commandments, before God establishes the way covenant will be done together. And um, Moses is, is going back and forth with God and back and forth on Mount Sinai. And, um, and in these moments, um, he's hearing and understanding about who God is and how God wants us to respond to him. We've learned that over this week at VBS, and we continue to learn that week in and week out, and we continue to figure out how God is going to move in us and through us as individuals and as a congregation. And so in this passage, we have learned that, um, that, that, that God has something for us that is not an option. Like when God chooses us, there's something for us that is not an option, that we don't just get to pick up some things and let go of others. We don't get to just grab the things that we like about who God is and say, well, you know what? I'm not sure I like these other things about God. We, we have to accept all of it, all of who God is, and allow ourselves to be changed in the midst of it so that we would be like God so that we would be turned into his character, that we would be holy like him. And so these are the words that we have been reading together coming out of Exodus chapter 19, verses 1 through 6. If you are able, would you please stand for the reading of God's word? On the first day of the third month after the Israelites left Egypt, on that very day, they came to the desert of Sinai. After they set out from Rephidim, they entered the desert of Sinai and Israel camped there in the desert in front of the mountain. Then Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, this is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now here's the part I want you all to get. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations, you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. 
The part I want you to get is now if they obey my, my, uh, me fully and keep my covenant, then out of the nations you will be my treasured possession. When we set this particular passage in motion, when we set this thing in motion, the people that were talking about this passage did not know that treasured was the VBS theme. Did not know. Y'all get that, right? Like, Y'all get this sense that God is moving in our midst in a way that we, like, we can't orchestrate some of this stuff sometimes. And so when we hear that God has us as a treasured possession, I hope you hear that is the Holy Spirit trying to tell us something significant for this church family. That God has chosen us. And that you and I are his treasured possession. As Matthew John preached for us last week, he said that we are set apart, right? That you would be priests. Priests, ministers of the gospel. God has given you and gifted you something special to walk into this world and be ministers of God's good news in the world. A good news that allows us to know God. And this week, I want to talk very briefly about a holy nation. A holy nation, and, and we'll continue to say this, and Matthew John mentioned it last week as well, this isn't a nation like we know it. And this isn't actually what, what God has set up, because if you read through the scripture, what you'll hear is, is two things, right? You will be for me a kingdom. You will be for me a kingdom. See, God is setting up a kingdom, not a nation. You will be for me a kingdom, of priests and a holy nation. You will be a kingdom of individuals and communities that speak my gospel in this world. You will be a kingdom of individuals who do ministry and speak to individuals in a community that walk with communities so that our holiness, our holiness, our holiness may be known. You and I allow ourselves to become holy when we obey and keep the covenant. So get this. I love this day because I'm able to look around and see a very small representative, representation of God's kingdom. From young to old, rich to poor, all ethnicities and cultures in this tiny space, singing praise to God. And what we learned this week is a way that we can keep God's covenant and follow what God has for us. And you have heard so far the themes, the Bible points that the kids learned, but they are connected to Scripture. And I just want to give you a quick understanding of what these kids learned. On day one, you heard that, that God knows us, right? And that we are treasured and that this is where that comes from. They heard the story of how God identified David as the future king. 
that God knew that not of Jesse's older sons would be the one who became king, but the youngest one whom they shunned and kept away from Samuel to be chosen. But God knew who God wanted. And so we can assume that God knows who we are. Day two, that same David escapes Saul. And that's where we find out where David, in fear and has run away from the powers that be, escapes and begins to write psalms, begins to express himself in words. And what we know from those psalms is that God listens to us. When God knows us and God listens to us, we know that God not only knows us from the very beginning, but wants to hear from us who we are and how we're shifting the things that are, we struggle with and the things that we have conquered. God wants all of that for all of us. And then we hear on day three that God reassures King Hezekiah out of second Kings. King Hezekiah came in and became king in a mess. And God said, just be faithful and I will comfort you as we go through this. And he ruled for 29 years and returned Judah to following God. Day four, we learned about how, how Jesus, how Jesus in his time of need, as he had been arrested and was being led away from death, to death. Peter denied him, said, ah, I don't know you. I don't know that man. I don't know that man. But what we learned is that when we step away from what God wants from us, when we step away from the things that God has set for us or what we say that we are going to do, God gives us opportunities to be restored and that God forgives us. And so we talked about the story of Peter on a beach with Jesus, allowing him to say the words, I love you, Lord, three times. That God forgives us. In the last day, we learned through Esther how God chose her, chose her to save his people. Through her faithfulness, God chose her so that his might might be known. His glory might be known in that space. And God chooses us to be faithful the sense that, that I get is that when we understand how we're to be a holy nation, that God, that God knows you, that God hears you, that God comforts you, forgives you, and chooses you, when we walk in that reality, that our responsibility as a holy nation becomes more real. When we're honest about who we are and honest about how God treats us, God chooses us and he gives us something to do just like he did for Esther. And, and I'm so grateful that 
that God does that for us. God does that in our midst. And right now, I'm going to invite Pastor Scott up because Pastor Scott has a story about someone who grew up in our church and who, along with her husband, is doing what God called her to do. Thanks, Chuck. Special. That's the, that's the word. I've just been hearing that all morning. Have you? Special. 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 Treasure is special. And, and, and especially for those of you who are here for VBS and their kids, as we've been doing this thing for the last three weeks, we've been talking particularly about some who are specially sent out from us. You know, when, when, when all the people were camping down there in the desert, Pastor Chuck just talked about, and, and Moses got called up to have a conversation with God. He said, you're my special people, but you're treasured by me, but not the kind of treasure you hide. You're the kind of treasure that I'm going to give away to the world. And here's how we're going to do that. I've got a special message. You've been my special messenger, Moses, but I have this special message. And you're going to take it to the world so they know they are loved. Well, families and kids, if you haven't been with us here in big church... For the last three weeks, we've been talking about this special message in some special ways. And part of that is each week we've gotten to know one of our specially sent families or couples or individuals. Sometimes we call them missionaries. Today we're going to have a conversation, yeah, as Pastor Chuck just said, with two of those. One of whom sat at VBS here year after year after year. And particularly kids... I want to challenge and invite you to ask this question. This story I'm going to hear, could that be me? Someone who came to VBS, could that special messenger someday be me? Meet my friends, Ben and Katie. I have the pleasure of sitting here with Ben and Katie Aijin. I'm in Pasadena, and they're in Cape Town, South Africa. And if one of them in particular looks a little familiar, and the name is a little familiar, and you're having trouble placing it, let me help you. Katie Juranic Aijin. Um, you, if you've been around Lake for a while, you probably know the Juranic family and Katie who grew up at Lake. So that's why it was so familiar and was ringing that bell loudly. We have a chance today to hear a little bit from these guys um, from uh, a long ways away from us um, as we continue talking about what it means to engage in God's world when we say it's not an option and, and what that looks like in our day. Um, and so I, I invited Ben and Katie um, to be part of that conversation with the whole church today. So guys, first of all, thanks for making time and uh, sharing with the church today. Katie, let's, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit, how did you get caught up with, with God's heart for the, the world and this idea that it's not an option, we're all sent? Hmm. Yes, I mean, I grew up on Lake Avenue. So I actually had the incredible privilege of being surrounded by missionary families and missionary kids growing up. Because um, often the families would come back for furlough. Um, and so I would have missionary kids in my small groups over the summer. And I just get to know them. Um, and then high school, my high school was on the campus of the Center for World Missions. So I got to know more missionary kids who were kind of further along um, because their families had returned to the States. 
So I kind of got to see different seasons of the missionary life um, and it really just being surrounded by these different stories and seeing this glimpse into what was happening in the world um, just made me more fascinated by what God was doing in other contexts other than what I had known. So I love that. Surrounded by missionaries, surrounded by the children and missionary families and surrounded by the story of God. I just that's that's a beautiful way to describe how, how God did that work in you. Ben, what, what, what's your story with with God's heart? Um, I similarly was surrounded by missionaries, but just in a slightly different way. Um, my parents actually uh, wanted to be missionaries initially. Uh, they attended the U.S. Center for World Missions uh, when they were in their 20s, and uh, they felt that they were called to move to India, actually. Um, but instead, the Lord kind of shifted their direction, and, and my dad uh, got a job in Fresno, of all places, um, and the Lord really kind of asked them to uh, reimagine with him, what does it mean to partner with missionaries as a ministry, not just going and getting a job and partnering, but like to make his life's ministry and my family's life's ministry partnership with missionaries. Uh, so, but what happened is we, because it was not just something that they did, it was his ministry, we would regularly do kind of pastoral visits where we would visit these missionary families all over the world and kind of integrate with them in their setting. And, and I would be, as a kid, exposed to, you know, running around the streets of Bangkok doing whatever with the, the kids of the missionaries. And, um, and my parents would minister to uh, their, you know, the missionaries themselves uh, primarily in the form of hospitality and rest and restoration. And well, and it's not like you were, you know, this full-fledged adult. You, you, you described this, you got to be a part of this team growing up as child, adolescent, whatever labels we want to put on it. That's, yeah. that's amazing. What a, what a, what a, what a way to get in, introduced to all how God's at work in the world, which today yeah. take, took you, you guys to Cape Town, South Africa, where you're at a youth with a mission YWAM base, mm -hmm. um, and you're working with not just youth, it's all ages, but, but, but what is the focus that you guys are doing and what, what are you seeing down there? Uh, well, kind of like you, like you mentioned, um, we work with YWAM and one of, the, one of the primary things that YWAM does, obviously it's a worldwide international missions organization, but the entry into YWAM is a, is a program called the Discipleship Training School, uh, which I actually did one when I was 19 after I had graduated from high school. And it is an exposure for young people into uh, the character and nature of God and his heart for young people and his heart, like you were mentioning, that it's not an option. We as believers are called to carry his great commission to the uttermost parts of the earth. And so it's a it's, it's a kind of six-month intensive crash course in what does it mean to live a life dedicated to the Lord. Um, and so I did that when I was 19, and that kind of struck the trajectory for me uh, becoming a missionary full-time. Um, and uh, we're now, Kitty and I are both kind of at the stage where we get to help usher other people along in that journey. So, so young folks who come from all over um, all over the continent of Africa, from Europe, from North America. Uh, Cape Town is kind of, uh, while it's at the bottom of the world, it's centrally located 
for Africa. Um, and so there's, there's so many, it's really kind of this amazing phenomenon where, you know, historically one would think, oh, missionaries are going to go from the West to Africa. But really the Lord is doing a new thing where he's raising up young people from all over the world, from every tribe and nation. Local native South Africans are becoming missionaries to Cambodia and they're being trained and equipped and sent. Um, and so we get to the privilege of being involved in that training and equipping process. But because of um, Katie's pastoral nature and, and my own experience uh, participating in the ministry of my parents, uh, one of the things that really is at the center of our heart is uh, health and wholeness uh, in those that we are sending. We're talking today about this, what it, what it means to be set apart. And what you just described was this beautiful description of how God's people are set apart to be a fragrance. I, I love that, Ben. You, 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 you summarize the call to God's people so beautifully. And what you guys get to do to walk alongside people from all over the world who come to this space to prepare them um, to live a fragrant life for Jesus. Um, it is such a privilege that... Lake has been able to partner with you guys, got to commission you guys, send you guys into this. Um, Katie, I got to believe we, we, we've got a room full of folks, as well as those who are streaming from all over the place, who are just thinking, wow, could, could that ever be me? Um, what, what, what would you say to them? Oh, it absolutely can be you. <laughs> uh, I knew I wanted to be involved in missions when I was in junior high. And um, I would say that there's nothing stopping you from, if you feel that God's stirring something in you, there's nothing stopping you from doing something now because God can use you and you can have a relationship with God and hear God's voice now. And so um, you can be praying for missionaries. You can be learning about different countries in the world and, and stories from missionaries. You can be, you can be doing a big sale like, you, like some of my students had done for me. Um, in the past to help raise funds for what I was doing here. There's so many things you can do now to learn about missions um, and do things to prepare your heart for what God might be doing to call you later in life into something like this. Guys, thanks for uh, sharing some of your story with us today as we continue to ask what it means um, as God's treasured possession, um, as those who are called to be this full kingdom of, of priests, these mediators between God and, and humanity and, and humanity with itself. Um, and then to have this privilege that we've been known, we've been set apart for such a moment and for such a thing. Um, blessings on you guys as you continue to faithfully serve. It's, it's a privilege here at Lake that we get to partner with you guys. And we just want to say thanks for being with us today uh, and sharing some of your story. We are grateful. Thanks so much. We're grateful to be able to participate. Can you see yourself? Kids, can you imagine? You're sitting here at VBS. Could, could maybe you be up there some years from now, like Katie, who is sitting out here not so many years ago? Because, in fact, you are his treasured possession. Every week after these messages in this series, we, we've had some plug-in points. And um, friends, if you've been calling Lake Avenue Church your home for 200 years or for two minutes, you send folks like this. 55 of our family have been sent into the world, whether they're working on campuses, whether they're doing Bible translation, whether they're doing anti-trafficking work, you name it. Our folks are doing a lot of things. But you send them. We send them. 
But you know, in my heart, I so wish you got a chance to know them as well as I have the privilege and responsibility to know them as your missions pastor. Over this past year, we've been recording interviews with the majority of our missionaries. You can go online to our webpage, and, and there, if you put in the search box, Global Connections, you will see interviews. They're about 30, 35 minutes. They're just nice bite size for over a meal or something like that. Can I just challenge you to get to know our missionaries? Get to know them so that you can hear the heart of people like Ben and Katie. You can find out what our people are doing. You can pray for them. And if you aren't connected in a way that, that, that you want to really get with one of these folks, let me know. And I will get you connected with them so you can pray for them actively. Friends, this is, we are his treasured possession. We have been sent as a kingdom of priests. And it's not an option because we are his priceless treasure. One more song together, and I wonder if any of the students, the leaders, the kids want to come up front and do the hand motions with us. So if any of you leaders spread across the front, we're going to sing one more song. Here you go. Yeah. Let's clap our hands. And everybody stand up. This is a great sending song. Here we go. One, two, three, and oh, 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 oh. Sing wherever I go. All my life, all I know. God's been good, good to my soul. Mountain high, valley low. I'm gonna sing wherever I go. All my life, all I know. Mountain high, valley low I'm gonna sing wherever I go 
This was going to be a great Sunday. I hope, come on through, come on through. I hope that you have been encouraged. I hope that you have seen God in our children. I hope that your hearts are full because of what God is doing in our midst. And so now I want you to receive this benediction, these good words. May the God of grace and mercy and peace cause you to know that you are called to be a holy nation together in this world to proclaim the good news of the gospel and that you, that you are treasured because God has chosen you. You are treasured. Amen. Go. treasure. God knows me. God hears me. God is my comfort. I am His and there's nothing better. Forgiven and chosen forever. I am a treasure.
another one? No, I guess not. Are we done? Are we dying to do another one? We're ready to be done? I'm fine. <laughs> What's that? I said I'm fine. All right.